Uh, joining us now to talk tennis with the ASB Classic not too far away is former New Zealand number one tennis player Belinda Cordwell. Hello, Belinda. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. Uh, how much are you looking forward to seeing the ASB Classic back after three years of uh, COVID denying us tennis? Oh, look, I think it's really exciting. It's exciting not only for uh, tennis fans, but also Auckland in general. Um, such good momentum had been built with that tournament in the last, say, 10 or 15 years. And guys like Carl Budge, who really made a difference to the players in terms of who we got out to New Zealand to play. And so it sort of has become the place to be for the first week um, of the new year in Auckland and or the first fortnight, if you um, think about the men's tournament as well. And then not to be able to do that... Um, like so many other things with COVID, um, it's a real shame and sort of the momentum kind of stopped a bit, but I really get the sense that we're building again to a pretty good event. Yeah, and it feels like Nicholas Lamprin's, I mean, I I wouldn't say seamless because you, you haven't been in his shoes, but I mean, looking at what he's put together, it doesn't feel like there's been any drop off at all. It looks, uh, to, you know, as top drawers, something that Cal Budge would have put together. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, you know, full credit, Auckland Tennis, great signing there to have a new tournament director like that. And um, and certainly um, those sort of uh, individuals who have relationships with agents and all sorts of players all over the world and are able to go and have conversations at the Grand Slams and talk about coming out to New Zealand, um, certainly very good positioning in terms of both the men's and the women's event uh, right up before the Australian Open. So... You know, uh, players around the world are looking for what they consider their best build-up to the first Grand Slam of the year. So, um, you know, the tournaments are well positioned in terms of their week. Um, but people also want to come to New Zealand. The players really enjoy the tournament and really enjoy the atmosphere. So they're making a choice to come here when they could choose to play um, in Sydney and in Australia as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Adelaide and, and Sydney, I think, have both got WTA 500 tournaments there. So this is a WTA 250, so maybe not quite the points, maybe not quite the money, but it's more the experience and the and the setup and the, the uh, uh, what it allows you to do preparation-wise. I couldn't agree more. And I think, um, you know, I think the way, look, the world is now and professional sport is certainly um, in the same category in terms of, players uh, are looking for sort of an enjoyment factor of what they do. And you make a good point. Uh, we don't offer the same points. We don't offer the same prize money. But there's kind of more to uh, building a career than just those things. And if players can come to an event like the ASB in Auckland, feel comfortable, enjoy their week there, and really get into a groove in how they're playing, that stands them in really good stead for the first Grand Slam. And, uh, and that's where players really want to perform and really want to shine if they're to be remembered um, as, as having an impact on the on the game, if you like, and certainly in their own careers. So I think uh, Auckland ticks the boxes in terms of um, just a, a sort of a wonderful experience of tennis as well as uh, competing for points. I think it said a lot for the for the tournament and for Auckland uh, that Venus Williams actually got in touch with Nicholas Lamprin and said, look, I'll, I want to come and play at your tournament if I get a wild card into the Australian Open. Will you give me a wild card for Auckland? Because she could have done the same with Sydney and Adelaide, but she didn't. She chose here, which I think says a lot. Um, from a non-tennis person point of view, like that feels like an exciting signing, right? Because everybody knows her name, even people that don't follow tennis, everyone knows who Venus Williams is. But from someone who is a very much a tennis person, Melinda, are you excited by having a 42-year-old former Grand Slam winner here? Look, I think you make a good point in the sense of uh, as a non-tennis person, I think it's fantastic. So people can come to the event and it may 
be Venus's last year on the tour. She hasn't necessarily indicated that, but certainly her playing schedule is very limited these days. Um, and so to be able to come and watch um, sort of a superstar of the, of the sport who is, is probably going to be retiring in the next year or so, yep, brilliant. In terms of a, a, a tennis enthusiast, um, I think we've seen probably the best of Venus Williams in past years, and I don't mean to kind of... Um, sort of uh, put the kiwash on her performance, but she hasn't played a lot of tennis um, and, and uh, you know, very strong doubles player and has played a lot with her sister. Um, but I don't actually think that matters. I think she'll be out there playing. She's got a wild card. It was the right decision to give her a wild card because it will get more people through the gates and uh, that's what we're trying to achieve as well. Yeah, I mean, it is a commercial decision and that is good to see. Uh, from somebody that has played at this level, um, you know, you've you've gone deep in WTA tournaments and Grand Slams before. How would you feel at 42 competing with uh, these women that are out there now? Just how tough oh, would it be? No way. But I mean, it, you know, um, I'm not Venus Williams, but um, uh, no, I think it's just, it's just really tough. I mean... Um, some of the players in the draw have been here several times before and they're probably towards the end of their careers. And I, I was looking at them, you know, there's um, quite a few of those players. Um, Lauren Davis has done very well in New Zealand before and she's coming back to play. Um, um, Madison Bringle, who beat Serena Williams in Auckland a few years ago. Um, it, it's a tough gig, though, when you've got these 18 and 19-year-olds who are just at the at the peak of their prowess in terms of their fitness and their ability. And it, I think it's a tough gig if you're in your 30s trying to compete week in, week out. But having said that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for experience and winning matches on experience and not just physicality. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, we we don't maybe have uh, current rankings of these players uh, in the top twenty so much. I mean, I think we've got uh, Coco Goff's the number one seed, and she's seventh in the world at the moment. But when you look at experience, you know, I'm looking uh, two women who are playing here have won the U.S. Open, and Sloane Stephens and Emma Raducanu. Uh, Sophia mm-hmm. Kennan, who actually got a wild card as a former Australian mm-hmm. Open champion. Um, Coco Goff and Leila Fernandez both made the finals of, of Grand Slams as well. You mentioned Lauren Davis, former ASB champ, so there is a lot of experience, a lot of players who know how, know how to win on, the, win on the biggest stage. Absolutely, and I think that that's what we're good at in Auckland at the ASB is, is attracting players who, who you've already mentioned, who they're well-known names. They may not be ranked one or two or three in the world, but I'm not even sure that that's particularly important. They've done really well. I mean, Emma Ranacano, as you mentioned, um, Leila Fernandez. I mean, they played in the final of the US Open. They're both young, interesting women who are trying to sort of stamp their mark on the game. And I think as a tennis person watching those type of players, Coco Goff's another really good example. What a, a you know fascinating study a young woman like that is, and you know needed to graduate from high school um, before she was you know with her parents before she was allowed to play as much as she now does on the tour. So. Um, interesting stories behind these young women who um, will, will capture our hearts. It, it's, it's more than just tennis, and uh, tennis is more than just a game these days. It's a, it's a story, and there are stories behind all these women um, that we can, we can really engage with. Yeah, which is great, and that, that's what you want. And you know, another thing that this tournament has done really well over the years, uh, Carl Budge did it really well, is, is go and identify the next stars. 
Um, so you can bring them here, uh, give them an introduction into Auckland and into tennis, and, and, and at the same time give the Auckland tennis public an opportunity to see somebody when they're ranked 100 before they hit number one, right, and it's hard to get back. And two of those that I'm interested to see how they go, Linda and Brenda Fruvertova, um, two uh, Czech uh, sisters, 17 and 15, uh, who are going to be here and have very good ITF records. Absolutely, and you've you've hit the nail on the head. And the way we attract, um, or you know, the, the tournament attracts sort of up and coming players. Yelena ostapenko has been out here. She's a Grand Slam winner. Um, you know, we've seen Naomi Osaka play in Auckland, um, and we all know about her pedigree and and her career to date. So um, you're right. These two sisters, and there's something attractive, isn't there, about two sisters playing in the tournament? Um, one of them has been given a wild card because her ranking is about 130 in the world. And that's probably helped that she has a, a, a more famous sister that, that she, you know, she's able to sort of, um, you know, fly on the coattails a little bit of that. And so both the sisters are, are able to play in the main draw. But um, you're right. And who's to know? In, in the years to come, one of them may really push on and uh, be, become a household name. But um, And people are able to say, hey, I saw them play in Auckland. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I think it's Brenda is the younger one of the two. She's won 25 straight matches at ITF level, which I think is four tournaments. I know ITF isn't the WTA, but, I mean, that is still people who are hungry, who are trying to be pros, who are very good at their sport. How tough is that to do? Well, I think you're right, it is tough, but I think it also tells you that she's ready to move on to the next level if you're running that many matches in a row at ITF. Um, and yeah, it is a, is a tough sort of breeding ground, I guess, for players who are aspiring to play at the WTA level. But certainly, you know, at 15, that's a, that's a great record in itself, but also indicates that she's ready for the next move up. And, uh, and we'll probably see a lot of um, opportunities for her throughout uh, 2023 to uh, to play at the WTA level and she gets an opportunity in Auckland. She does. I'm looking forward to seeing her in action. Uh, what about from a Kiwi point of view, Belinda? Um, I know that uh, Vivian Yang's uh, had a bit of success recently in Wellington at the ITF there. Uh, who do you expect to see maybe with a wild card from a Kiwi point of view that might be worth keeping an eye on, see, see what they can do here? Well, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because um, the decision has been made that all the uh, New Zealand players who are playing out on the tour have the opportunity to play for the wild card. There's one into qualifying and there's one into the main draw. So basically putting all the New Zealanders together and playing leading up to the event to see who will win the opportunity uh, to, 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 to play in the main draw. And I think that's great because it's sort of like who's in the best form, who gets that opportunity, get out there. There is a bit of concern, I think, that... Um, these players who are ranked sort of in the top 100 in the world, 150, um, are ranked a lot higher than the New Zealanders. And so the opportunity to have a wild card and to be in the main draw is fantastic. But whether time will tell whether the New Zealanders are outclassed at that level or it is an opportunity where they can really see how much work and dedication they need to put in and continue to put into their games in order to get to the sort of levels that the players in the WTA are. So difficult to know. I mean, as you mentioned, um, Vivian Yang, you know, Paige Hurrigan is out there. She's been working hard and she's been playing as well. Um, you know, you might get, who knows? We just have to wait and see who those players are and obviously have a lot of hometown support and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, desire to play as well as they can in, in, in front of a home crowd. And Belinda, will we get to hear your dulcet tones uh, uh, this, <laughs> this coming tournament? Are you going to be part of the, the coverage alongside uh, the likes of Stephen McIver? 
I am indeed. Um, I am. I'll be up there, which um, is, is nice for me to be have the opportunity to be up there for the week and commentate. So uh, looking forward to it. And, um, you know, as you said at the, at, at the outset of this uh, conversation, you know, it's been three years and we've all been waiting and, and wanting to, to support a local tournament. And, uh, and it's pretty exciting. I mean, I played the inaugural event in 1985. It was called the Nutramedics, and it was the first WTA tournament in Auckland uh, way back then. And so um, I sort of feel a little bit like um, I've got a sort of a, a personal um, attachment to the tournament, and it's exciting to see how far it's come in the last, you know, what, 30 years or so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a great pathway. It's great to have it on our doorstep. We're very lucky. And Belinda, I look forward to hearing you uh, calling some of those games as well uh, in the first week of January. Thanks very much for your time today, mate. Uh, what does a what does a Cordwell Christmas look like? What do you got planned? So I'm just I can hear my husband mowing some of the lawn. So I need to get out there and do my bit. And um, and yeah, we just we live in the Wairarapa, and so just a quiet kind of uh, rural Christmas, and um, just enjoy it with the dogs and the and the family, and then up to Auckland for a bit of a hustle and bustle. So, yeah, that's me. That's you. Well, mate, enjoy it. Thanks again for your time, and uh, maybe we can uh, chat while you're up here, eh? Oh, by all means. Just give me a shout. Very happy to. Well done. Will do. Have a great Christmas. Thanks very much, Belinda. All right. Cheers.